everybody, and welcome back to The Other Castle. The Other Castle, and I'm Andrea in said castle. And I am Tom. So, this week we are doing a video game that came out in 2015, and it is called Firewatch. Came out in February 2016. It came out in February 2016, <laughs> and it is called Firewatch. There you go, ding ding ding. So, that's right, in February 2016, Firewatch was released by a publisher called Campo Santo. Campo Santo? Isn't that pretty? That is nice. I mean, it's, it's a Spanish word, right? It sounds like Saint Camp. Yeah. <laughs> I what... took French. Right. But it <laughs> sounds same. like, it'd be like the nice thing to name a cabin in the woods. Like, oh, that's Campo Santo. That's my like douchey campsite. That that's I... fair, yeah. Right? But it's pretty. And Campo Santo, if you don't, if that doesn't sound familiar, was bought by Valve in April of 2018. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so about two years and change right after the release of Firewatch, after it won all the awards, after it tops everyone's top ten, still right. to this day, like, every third Watch Mojo video calls out Firewatch. That's true. Um, They were sold to Valve, who was just acquiring all the things. And then just, what, pausing all of the productions and just doing nothing with them? No, I guess Half-Life Alex is apparently really good, so I... I'm glad you asked. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Campo Santos head writer, Sean Vanneman, he was working on a project with Campo Santo, brought the project over to Valve, so that is still in production, mildly. Okay. But after he joined Valve, they swooped him up for Half-Life Alex. So the head writer of Firewatch is also the head writer of Half-Life Alex. All right. Well, that all makes sense. <laughs> did it all connect for it you? All, it all kind of connected over for me. Okay. That's literally what they did. Yeah. So um, again, Sean Vanneman, he's the head writer for this and Half-Life Alex, which I know Tom is dying to check out. Yeah. He's brilliant. He does create a really gorgeous atmospheric world that's heavily driven by show, not tell, which is very fun. And... He won a shit ton of awards for this, so, like, good on him. Yeah, no, it's, it's brilliantly written, and the way Half-Life is done, you know, traditionally is they did the story without doing cutscenes, which doing it in a VR sequence is just going to make it absolutely incredible, I'm sure, and I'm really excited to do that. And that's really what Firewatch did as well. It really told its story through its words more so than it told it through just cutscenes, you know? It literally is just two people on walkie-talkies talking to each other the entire time but it tells a very detailed story it tells a very engaging relationship between these people and they're very complex people and mysterious people and they don't always tell each other the truth and it's it's a fun game and it's it's really a fascinating story um i will go out and say right at the beginning that this does have a controversial ending to it but other than that i think it is uh yeah this is this is a favorite game of mine Definitely. Really? Yeah. No, it's really, it's a lot of fun. And uh, in re, like I played the game in its entirely like, a few years ago at this point, but now I've gone back and like revisited it and I really, gosh, I, I remember how much I really love this game and it's, it's truly fun. It is fun. I don't think I look back on it as fondly as you do, but we'll get into that, okay. I assume. You know, I've played some other kind of walking simulator, quote unquote, that are parading as a psychological thriller or vice versa. It's hard to tell. I just did What Remains of Edith Finch not that long ago, and I hated it. Okay. I know that's not what I'm supposed to say. I know. I've, I've Every time I've read up on like heavy storyline games, Edith Finch shows up 
all the time. Zero, zero interest. No magic for me at all. Yeah, I had no idea you even played it until you mentioned it just the other day. <laughs> yeah, which, like, I want to like things like this. Like, actually, Sean Vanneman and a couple other people who created Campo Santo are ex-Telltale uh, writers and creators. That so, makes sense. Yeah, because they know how to tell a story very well, even if you're not going heavy action or anything. But just, I don't know, sometimes when it's, there's no action at all. For the four hours of What Remains of Edith Finch? Guess what? Not my patience, Edith. I'm fucking sick of this shit. That's fair. Ugh. And that is a little bit what we Ugh. got with Firewatch too, but it was at least a little bit more interesting. Yeah, Firewatch is creepy, and I think we can start getting into why it's creepy instead of just hearing me bitch about a separate game that right. has truly nothing to do with this. <laughs> Maybe another time. Another time. <laughs> That's, that'll be With rough. how much Andrea hated it, it might be fun. <laughs> you know, I am fueled by hate, so <laughs> that's fair. So the year is the summer of 1989, before I existed. That is before you existed, but it is well after I've existed. There's an age gap. It's fine. Minute. And we are in the Shoshone National Forest. It's a beautiful place. Have you uh, been there? No, but the uh, the game makes it so. And let's talk about the graphics real quick because they are, mm. it's, it's an indie title, but the graphics are incredible. But it's also based on an art style that they look great, you know? It's it's not that it's, it's almost like how a watercolor is beautiful. Would you say so? I think that's fair. Yeah, it's very atmospheric in its artistic approach. It's not hyper-realist and it's almost a little chunky in terms of, I mean, I mean like you can't pick up Red Dead and like not feel like you're really there. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not going to be the news making mistakes thinking that these Red Dead captures are real life. Yeah. That would never happen with Firewatch, yeah. <laughs> but it is it is beautiful to see just in, in its own artistic style. Totally. No, it's, it is very beautiful. And they are capturing the beauty of the Shoshone National Forest, which covers two and a half million acres in Wyoming, which I don't think Wyoming is that big. Two and a half million acres. Yeah. That's just insane. And Doesn't Wyoming's huge. Is it? Yeah, it takes up a huge chunk up there. I know nothing. I know. Of geography. Yeah, why would I? The public school system has failed you in some ways, but has succeeded you in many others. Yeah, I can do my taxes by myself, but I cannot tell you how big Wyoming is. And that seems <laughs> way too big for Wyoming. That's fair. Like, that should take up the whole fucking thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Seems like a lot. Um, but yeah, it's gorgeous. There's a really clean atmospheric tone to the whole thing that just really brings mm. it to life. It's so pretty. And we are the protagonist, Henry, aka King Beef, Henry. if you play your cards right. King Beef. <laughs> yeah, if you, in the beginning, um, it, it opens in a really beautiful storytelling way where you set up what your relationship is with your wife. Right. And the... if you play your cards right, she calls you King Beef. She'll call you King Beef? Okay. Yeah. I won't call you King Beef. Please don't. I don't want to be called King Beef at all. Maybe Popper Beef. <laughs> yeah, the opening is a really fascinating way of storytelling. You, you, it's a, it's a little bit of a branching narrative, but not intensely so. But yeah, I, I love that it's just words on a screen, really, that you're reading to open up the game. Yeah, and it's, it's just music over it too, and it's, it does not affect anything. It just kind of shifts how you feel about the character more yeah. than anything. You can explore how you react to this and to put yourself in the mood of it rather than the game harvesting you for information it's more adapting to you definitely it's, it can tell the story from your own as close to your perspective as they can make the game yeah so the story that we are told before, right leading up to henry's first day as a fire watchman yeah fire watchman, fire watchman. Word, yeah um he we find out that he was living in boulder and he meets this gorgeous woman named julia who's from australia 
And they drink lots of beer, and they're very Colorado. They're very flirty and very college towny, and it doesn't sound at all remotely familiar. <laughs> and they get a dog. Um, they're drinking a lot, and they start noticing that Julia's forgetting things yeah. and not making connections mentally like she used to. And they find out that she has really early onset dementia. 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 Are you starting to forget things? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, that was dark. Yeah. I'm sorry. At 30, she got it, too. (laughs) Oh, that was good. At 30, everything just fell apart for me. (laughs) So... That's really rough on them. Um, He, Henry, ends up getting a DUI because he's a little out of control now. And Julia's parents come all the way out from Australia and they say, we're going to take care of her. You're a dumbass. Get your shit together. Yeah, he really kind of let his life fall apart with her falling apart. Like he was very, they were very codependent in that sense. Yeah. And so when he lost her, he lost a lot. He lost half of his life, really. And it affected him negatively. Totally. In a very bad way. And unfortunately, and yeah, no matter how you, like you said, it is branching narrative in this sense, but you're always going to lead up to this event. And it's going to be the fact that your wife is now going back to Australia with her family and you're kind of left alone and you don't know how to cope with it. I, I say you, but it's Henry. Henry doesn't know how to cope with it. And so he he finds a job in just the newspaper, right? It's just in the newspaper. He finds a job listing for a a Firewatch Ranger. Yeah, Firewatch Ranger, would you say? Ranger, that's fair. A Firewatch Ranger. And you go and you live in the woods for, what is it, three months or so? Yeah, you do like a season. Yeah, you do a full season. And it's 1989. There's He can't Skype his wife when he's sad. He can barely call her. I don't think phones went that long back then. Mm-mm, like, <laughs> without having to talk to an operator and get like a special calling card. Yeah. Like, he was truly isolated and couldn't do anything. And I feel like that's what he wanted, too, after, you know, kind of abandoning his wife. But... Yeah. Also, you know, you have the option of saying I do everything I possibly can to help her in terms of like the branching narrative. You can, you have that option, but regardless of how you try, this, you know, inevitably comes to pass. Yeah. Which is like, maybe that's our first opening statement of <laughs> no matter what you do, you can't avoid the bad shit and the toxic parts of yourself. Like Henry does rely on drinking throughout the entire game and throughout the really rough points of his shit. And he still ends up at Firewatch regardless of how like straight and narrow he tries to keep it, which is already sad. This will be a heavy one. Yeah, no, this is not going to be like a happy joy on your face episode at all. And uh, alcohol does show up at some really fascinating points in the narrative too, I'd like to point out. Like the times when people are drunk in this story, significant parts of the narrative occur, which is, I don't know. I, I don't think that they're even correlated like with each other. Like it's not because somebody's drunk, something happens in the story. Just somebody ends up happening to be drunk and then something happens in the story. Yeah. So let's go to the woods. Yeah. Let's find the drinkers. And first (laughs) of all, so I don't like do that. What? Like that stuff. So you've gone camping before, right? Oh, camping. Like the outside. Oh, that's thing. what you meant by that stuff. Yeah, that that stuff. Okay. With like the the, trees. <laughs> the outdoors Ugh. and the rocks Why? and the trees. No. Okay. Showers. Oh, I running plumbing, electricity. Hey, I get it. I like modern shit too. But you've also done that like thing. I so, did it when I was a kid. Yeah. Ugh, terrible. So, what is a fire? watch ranger so they go out into the woods and they live in towers essentially 
and they keep an eye on the forests. Uh, you know, with Wyoming, how many millions of acres did you say it was? Two and a half million. Two and a half million acres of just forest land. And if a fire breaks out in the middle of one of those things, it could be devastating to that two and a half million acres if you don't catch it early enough. You know, it's like anything in life. If you don't catch it early enough, you can't do anything about it. So that's basically what his job is, is just to kind of wander around the forest forest and keep an eye on things if he sees people fucking around he has to you know stop them from doing that if they if they pose a danger to themselves or the forest in general but yeah his his main duty is just to kind of look out and keep an eye on the forest and make sure nothing burns down and if it does he has to call it in and you know in doing so he uh that's how he meets his boss yes just a lifeguard for the forest yeah Got it. Forest lifeguard. That's good. I like, <laughs> like that. they sit in the tower and they just kind of wait for shit to go he's wrong. He's not Ranger Rick, though. He's not somebody who's, like, certified by, like, the National Forest Rangers. Oh, he so doesn't have, like, the hat? No, he's nothing like that. No, this is just, like, he's kind of a backpacker. This is his backpacker summer abroad kind of a situation that he's doing, but he is going to get paid for it. He's, he, you know, he knows how to rappel down a rope uh, and not... <laughs> kill himself it's true i don't think he has any other kind of like survival skills i think he's done some hiking you know that's that's the limit of his knowledge would you say is correct he's from boulder so who knows hiking is so big in boulder that's That's all anyone does in colorado is hang out outside which is why i couldn't live there because no one was inside we left that pretty quickly yeah i am a homebody bitch i do (laughs) i do not have the desire to walk up steep shit for fun and there's no food at the end of it like there um, might be animals wild animals i respect animals from a safe distance on the other side of a screen That'd be great. Just on the other side of like TV screens and stuff. Like, yeah, that's give, good. Give me a nice nature like, documentary, live feed of some pandas or some shit. I fuck with it. I don't fuck with going outside. You know, so. who's that little uh, hippopotamus? Fiona. Baby Fiona. I love baby Fiona. How could you not? Yeah. She would have eaten all of these people apart, though. (laughs) Starting with Delilah. Yes. (laughs) I am great at this. Delilah is Henry's boss who lives in a separate watchtower. Yes, she is in a separate watchtower. They meet through the radios. Uh, They have walkie-talkies, essentially. They have a radio with a microphone very similar, actually, to the one that we use here. (laughs) And they are, it's, it's old school, you know, it's ham radio. It's tuning into the station, finding each other on that, and then talking through that and uh so that's how he meets his boss delilah and she is what you'd say about his same age yeah yeah and she's been doing this for like 10 years Mm -hmm. she is a lifelong forest lifeguard (laughs) right and it's a seasonal job yeah this isn't something that has to happen year round it's just that during the dry season they have to keep an eye on things yeah i'm sure when it snows like there's no use of sending anyone out there right no absolutely it's wyoming it's flat it's gonna fill up with snow 100 percent. i don't understand wyoming yeah even just the rainy season alone it's it's wet enough that it's you're not gonna get a lot but yeah during the summer and the dry season you really need to keep an eye out for it yeah so delilah's purpose in the narrative is that she kind of nudges henry along to look for things or find things she sends him on some missions and she's truly the only person that henry talks to at all during this entire fucking game like obviously spoilers but right now straight up there's only two 
people that were cast in this fucking game, and it's these two. Basically, there are two other voiced characters. There's a couple other voiced characters as well, but yeah, these are really the only main characters in the entire game, is these two. And uh, what Delilah really reminds me of is Atlas in Bioshock. You know, just this voice over the radio, which... Made me not trust her. It just <laughs> instinctually from the get go. Cause I'm like, wait, who's this radio voice that just keeps talking to me? But you know, you have to learn to, you know, and that's also the thing about Delilah. She, they're both liars. They're both manipulators. They're both like, they don't always tell each other the truth because it's a boss employee relationship. Yes. But they're also kind of out there in the middle of the woods. There's nobody listening in on them and they're just talking with each other and they're getting to know each other. And they're very honest with each other and that's what i think makes the game so compelling is that these two characters feel so real do you have the names of the actors that portray the two characters so i looked up delilah and there's not a ton on her imdb okay so she's done some day parts here and there i don't have her name i'm so sorry but henry was voiced by rich sommer who did a whole run on mad men and he is in the Devil Wears Prada, he's yep. the friend that's like, well, at least I like my job. And they're like, you have a bullshit job. And he goes, you're right. I'm miserable. Yes, that, that guy. I yeah, he's, he's, really funny. he's adorable. Yeah. And he um, he was nom- they both were nominated for um, Best Voice Actor and Actress in their categories, respectfully. Oh, for deservedly this year. so. They were wonderful. They carried an entire narratives on their back. They really like- did. <laughs> I heard somebody say that this could be done as a radio play. And like, if you did script it correctly i would absolutely you could just listen to this and, oh, totally. and it would work completely as a narrative yeah so to that point delilah's character is that she's she's very flirty she's very sassy she's she's your divorced aunt that probably kind like of, yeah kind of comes in owns the room hates everyone but demands their attention right definitely and like you said she's been doing this a few years but this year she is recently single yes so she's super horny and she likes tequila yeah she really enjoys tequila she has all these like little tips and tricks too about like keeping your alcohol she's like no here's what you do you like put it in the stream and you let it sit there for like a few days because who the fuck's gonna touch it we're out here in the middle of nowhere there's nothing going on and it gets nice and cool and then just like a really good night when you just really need it you go and grab it it's a nice it's a great little sequence and stuff because yeah they're just doing it that's what they're talking about that's the kind of stuff that this game is it's just two people having conversations and they have these little fun moments like that yeah no they they are cute together in a weird way if it does feel real to the point where you're just like god damn i want to get to the next thing so <laughs> tom obviously loved this i found it arduous i think it's pretty i would like a little more uh action um and you know i fuck with life is strange and shit like that a little you... more running in your walking simulator yeah 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 or like one character one like other like character. one other character. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, we do just get a silhouette of two of three other characters. Is really yeah. what we get in terms of other people that we see. So let's meet some of them. So yeah. on your very first day, you like drop off your fucking peanut butter and shit in your watchtower. Delilah hits you up and she's like, "Hey, there's a lake over, like four clicks over. I don't know how they talk." Right. <laughs> In the Vietnam map. War and in you the eighties, like actually navigate that map. This is not like a pretty easy to like True. navigate map. You gotta kind of use a compass and point yourself in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, gotta... there's trail, and you're not gonna be an idiot about it. But no, you gotta you gotta use a little bit of an intellect when it comes to the mapping in the game. Yeah, so she's like, hey, "There's a lake over by you. I see some fireworks. Just go over." 
tell him to knock it off. You know how to be a dick. Do what you want. So Henry is like, cool, let's go on an adventure. Yeah, Pulls definitely. out his map, checks the stars, finds north. You know, the whole thing. Right. So he's cruising over. There's like a little lake and it's so cute and you can see some beer cans and stuff and there's just two like, I think they're like probably 19 year old girls. Yeah, they're, they're like 18, 19 year old girls. Um, I remember there's a part where he sees a bra at first and he's, and he's just like, I think they're going to be naked. And she's like, oh my gosh, just fucking go. <laughs> Delilah's so over his shit. <laughs> All right, it's day one. Right. <laughs> she does not give a fuck about him. So he's like, hey, don't do that. Well, you have, you have a few options in terms of how you can respond to it, too, though. You can be a dick about it. You can, like, yell at them and stuff. Or you can just be like, knock it off, blah, 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 blah. But regardless of how you respond, they kind of respond negatively. Like, they think you're a pervert and they start screaming at you. Yeah. It's kind of funny. And, like, you get it. You've been 19 and been an asshole. So, like, you're right. like, yeah, fuck the man. And they're also topless and they're vulnerable out in the middle of the lake. And, again, this is all just in... in silhouette yeah you there's no nippos there's nothing that you're seeing him yeah so henry screws him back he's like i did my job <laughs> i guess to the okayest of my ability and he sees this cave that's got like a gate on it right it's a fully locked cave which is kind of weird but you know sometimes you do that to keep it from having people go in and having shit explode again i do not understand the shit out there stability in a cave is very important and sometimes you gotta keep people out just because of the stability in there it could cave in on you and you could die oh totally like even an experienced person you just don't want to do it yeah so he's like that's weird and then he sees a shadowy figure in he the does. cave yeah they shine a flashlight down so it's just a silhouette of a person and so he calls it into delilah like right away he's like hey i just saw a shadowy person and how does delilah respond i hate to tell you this <laughs> but this entire job yeah is outside what <laughs> it's a it's a fucking park henry <laughs> people are coming in and out yeah. It's she, a national fucking treasure. Yeah, there's trails, there's people coming in and out, There's, it's gonna happen. Just, this is your job now. Yeah, it does speak to, like, the atmosphere and the isolation you immediately feel without seeing any other characters, which is a very unique experience. But also, yeah, dude, fucking get over it. Like, if you work at the mall, are you mad that there's people there? Yeah, and, I, and her whole thing is, like, if you're not hiding from something, then what are you freaking out about? Yeah, no one's going out to get you. Nobody gives a shit about you. Life is just nothing. You, you don't mean anything to anyone. <laughs> Kind of thing, though, you know, like it's a nihilist game. It kind of is. She, she's just kind of like has that whole thought process of like nobody gives a shit about you enough to come after you. Like, don't yeah. worry about it. This people are hiking. Speaking of no one giving a fuck, by the time he gets to his watchtower, his entire room has been tossed around. Oh shit! That's yeah. right. So everything's been tossed in his room. I think his typewriter even gets thrown through the window. Yeah, his sheets get stolen. His sheets are stolen entirely. Yeah, and like this, this isn't just hazing. Like, welcome to your first. No, night. Delilah didn't come down and say, "Let's mess with the new kid and open up his peanut butter." Right, while he's off going and chasing off the naked girl. So he's sitting there. He's like, "Okay." What the hell just happened? Did these girls run back after and while I was checking out that cave and like inspecting about that shadowy figure guy, did they sneak over and trash my room? You know, he's, he's starting to suspect like, fuck these girls immediately. Yeah. And it is super creepy. Like no one wants to come home to shit being tossed. Like, Especially your first day at work. Oh yeah. And like you don't get a real lock on your door. It's a fucking watchtower. Yeah. In the middle of the woods. What, what are you expecting to have happen? 
like mosquitoes. It's fine. So the next day, he's like, well, that sucked. I have to go out, get to the cash box, get my fucking sheets and shit. Um, right. There's little boxes set up all over the, the mountains because you can do a lot of exploring. It is yeah. pretty. And yes, it again, it's a walking simulator. So it is a hiking simulator, I guess you could say, because there's some rappelling to be done. You come up on some rocks and some ropes and everything and you can rappel yourself down. And, you know, there's some caves that you can't explore. They're not all the ones that are like the one that was gated up. So Delilah hits him up and she's like, hey, you can go over the supply boxes. Also, I have a down communication power line. Can you go check it out? And Henry's like, it's my second day. Why is there so much drama at this fucking park? Right. Immediately, he has so many little tasks to do. He's like, I guess, like, welcome to the park. Land of a thousand problems only I can solve. All right, let's go do this. Yeah. So Henry gets out there and he sees the wires were, like, totally slashed. And he's like, these fucking girls are out to get me. Because she was having, because tr- that's why Delilah figured out that there was something wrong with the wires was she was trying to contact one of the other Firewatch people. Because there's other people out there that are also doing the exact same job. Yeah, there's two and a half million acres. Right. They need more than two eyes I on it. I think at one point, I think they say she has like nine people that she's overseeing, essentially. So sh- she was having trouble getting in contact with one of them. That's how she figured out that there must have been something wrong. But yeah, so once they figure out that they were slashed, they're immediately like, these girls are a problem we need to do something about it yeah they're fucking up property yeah henry and delilah are talking because she's talking with through and she's like the wires are here he's like they're fucked up and she's like fuck everyone delilah's like let's just go mess with them like a little like oh, yeah why not <laughs> he's yeah we like, know where they're camping yeah and he's like honestly let's fucking do it i'm fucking sick of these bitches yeah exactly it's my second day at work like if it was your second day at target and like someone is framing you for shit or like these fucking your girls shit up. that you've never seen before are yeah. fucking with your job yeah, for no fucking reason. So Henry's like, cool, I'm cruising over their tent. He rolls up on their tent and it looks like it's been a, like mauled by a bear. Like the tent itself is like torn. Like Entirely. their shit, all their bags or shit are like ripped open and stuff. And Henry's like, oh no. <laughs> a wolverine came through. No, yeah. I didn't say that, but like. <laughs> <laughs> but how great would King Beef versus yeah. the wolverine be? <laughs> so he's like, Delilah. I have to tell you, this did not go well. Right. Someone beat me to it, and that makes me scared. And she's like, oh yeah, fuck that. That's terrifying. And they're just freaked out. And they find his sheets there. He finds yeah. his sheets at the girl's place. He does. So he's like, these fucking girls, they were like absolutely the one that tossed my bedroom, and the, the, here's my sheets, and this is fuck. God damn it. And now they're gone. Yeah. So he's like, you know what? It's probably fine. <laughs> and he kind of moves on like it freaks him out a little bit and he brings it up occasionally but for the most part he's kind of like it's 1989 shit happens not my problem really if they uh we don't know what really happened here there's no like i don't think they find any blood or anything do they no there's no signs of like violence it's more just it seems like someone rolled up on their tent when they weren't there and tossed their shit totally it okay. doesn't seem like the girls were attacked or kidnapped or anything. All right, yeah. To, to be super clear, <laughs> Henry is like cruising back and he finds a backpack. And this backpack belonged to someone named Brian Goodwin. Brian Goodwin. Yeah. Uh, and he calls that in like right away, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like, hey, Delilah, guess what I found? And she has an immediate reaction to the name Brian Goodwin. Yeah. What kind of reaction does she have? Oh. 
So Brian Goodwin, <laughs> she goes on to explain pretty quickly who he is and that. So Ned Goodwin is Brian Goodwin's father to start off. Ned Goodwin was a former Firewatch ranger who, you know, he was essentially the s- same spot as uh, Henry is, right? Yeah, I think, it's, I think it was like the same region. The yeah, same. and that's why Henry got to go in and take over someone's post. Right, there we go. So this guy, Ned, brought his kid, Brian, with him to be out in the f- with him in the woods. And that isn't, it's not really allowed. It's against the rules. <laughs> but Del- Mildly not allowed. Yeah, Delilah's like, I don't really care. Like, it's a father son bonding moment it's three months like i think it's kind of cool and he ended up going home halfway through the summer anyway so uh, i just it looks like he must have left his bag behind that's that's too bad how, how much rope was in there and he's like honestly i could literally set up rope at every single stop along the way and never have to worry about rope again <laughs> so this kid was like loaded down with some fucking rope <laughs> He just was the rope guy for the whole fucking Right, exactly. Yeah. And to the point, so Ned, Brian's dad, had gotten divorced from his mom not that long ago. Mom's not in the picture, so he's like, I need to connect with my kid. Brian loves D&D. He's a very Mm -hmm. good, like, kind of Freaks and Geeks era kid. Um, And Ned was in the military and loves camping. So, you know, extrapolate that shit. Oh, gosh. They just are not connecting in any way, shape, or form on anything. They have, it's like called like Wyverns and Ravens or something like that, too, in the instead of uh, Dungeons and Dragons oh. in, in the game. <laughs> but you know, we all know what no, it is. No, I know he is. He, he's, he's, a, he's a book kid. He's not an outdoor kid. I, I can relate to that entirely. Yeah. Um. Also, in the backpack, Henry finds a disposable camera. Will you tell us what that relic means? So the disposable camera was made out of cardboard, essentially. <laughs> it was made out of cardboard. Yeah, it had a few plastic components. No, it was just the cardboard was like the exterior wrapping around it. They were, you know, quick and easy cameras. It was a really affordable way for people to have a camera to take pictures of special moments because at the time people didn't you know have it on their phone they didn't have a phone at all it wasn't available so they captured special moments only they didn't they weren't capturing the mundane or the everyday or just even their food so these disposable cameras gave people an opportunity to go out and take pictures of things and then they would deliver it to the local pharmacy (laughs) (laughs) of all places drugs and photos like let's make this a weekend baby right pharmacies always had a photo shop in there some of them had one hour photos so within one hour you can have your photos back so it's a disposable camera and he found one and it has like only three pictures taken on it yeah they usually came with like 25 so you get to take your own pictures to fill out the role. And then at the very end of the game, I think you get to look at your pictures or some shit. Whatever. It's fine. But it's a nice thing you can do. Right. So really limit how many pictures you're allowed to take, too. Yeah. The game's also like, no one cares. <laughs> get your screenshot and It's go. a short game. Yeah. So Henry's back. He's chilling, living his best life. Mm-hmm. And Delilah's like, funny story. I was talking to corporate, which I guess is the government. Right. And two teenage girls went missing in our park. And Henry goes, what a strange coinkadink. That's bad. Oh shit. Okay, yeah. so what do we do? And she's like, well, listen, the way things are going right now, it looks like you might be the last person to have ever seen them alive. No press. Also, we did talk about messing with their stuff just the other night. I mean, their place did get trashed. Did you actually do that? And he's like, no, I didn't fucking do it. I didn't. I told you I walked into it. I would have told you like that was our idea. I was going to go mess with them, but I didn't do this. This wasn't me. And so, you know, they're having this whole long argument about it. 
Yeah, and it ends with Delilah being like, well, wink, wink. I told them I'd had no idea about two girls in our park, so you just be real cool, okay? Yeah, they decide to pretend like they don't know anything. Well, Delilah already made that choice when she reported back and they said, what do you know? And she went, absolutely nothing about these two young ladies. Good luck to their families. Right. Like, (laughs) and then she's like, Henry... You cool with the lie, right? I'm assuming you cool. <laughs> All right, we good. Yeah, she says, she's like, I don't want to talk to cops. Do you want to talk to cops? She's like, no, I don't want to talk to cops. She's <laughs> like, exactly. This is in our best interest. These are two kind of shitty people in the yeah. woods. <laughs> There's another uneventful handful of weeks. Yeah, uh, a few weeks go by. Yeah, about two months in. There's a small fire over by Henry's outpost. Yeah, and that's uh they give it a they give it a fun, cool name. So you can choose from calling it one of three names. Okay. The June Fire. Okay. Which you don't know. The Delilah Fire. No. Or the Flapjack Fire. The Flapjack Fire. Everyone did Flapjack. Yeah, that's the one. You're a fucking loser if you didn't do Flapjack. Exactly. I think she uses that as an insult on somebody too at some point. Calls him a flapjack. I love that. I love that so much. So Henry's like, ah, damn. Let's check this shit out. Like, kind of putters around the fire. Is it pancake fire? I feel like it's the pancake fire. I think it's flapjack. Okay. Based on screenshots. All right. Flapjack fire then. Yeah. And by that, I mean Reddit. Because <laughs> I couldn't remember what the names of the fire were, but I knew they were funny. Okay, that's fair. Another few weeks go by. Henry's cruising around, and as he's cruising, he finds... A suspicious clue. A clue? A clue. Ooh. What is a clue? He finds a walkie-talkie and a clipboard that details every single one of Henry and Delilah's conversations. Oh, that is creepy as shit. Oh. Oh, bitch, would you die? Oh my god, I would lose my shit. Like, immediately? Yeah, because he also, like, quotes back something, like, very significant she had said to him. I don't remember exactly what the line was. It was it was just a very specific... No, he says, I don't... She said, I don't talk to the other rangers the way I talk to you. And she was like, oh, fuck, I definitely did say that to you. And so he's like, yeah, this whole thing is is, like, detailed out, conversation by conversation, and... Oh my god. Oh, that, it's terrifying. That is with receipts of everything. So Like thinking you're alone. This is how Delilah starts to piece together. We talked about fucking with their shit on radio. And then we also then told the police we don't know anything. And there's no updates on these girls yet. No. Like it's been weeks and weeks of these bitches being missing Completely and she's like Completely gone. Oh no. So this she's like, so somebody has radio evidence of us saying we're going to fuck with these girls. And then these girls went missing and then we covered it up. Yeah. And there's obviously someone watching us. Yeah, entirely. So Henry is like freaking out. He's like, Delilah, Delilah. And then he gets knocked the fuck out. Ugh. Intense storytelling. For a walking simulator, like it's very intense. When he comes to, the walkie-talkie and the clipboard are nowhere to be found. Oh, no. Ugh. But he but he knows what he saw. Yeah. And he has to... He has to get down to the bottom of it because this goes all the way to the top. Because Delilah's not entirely, like, believing him either. Yeah. Because she can't see shit. She's, they've never met still. Like, they have not been in each other's presence. They've been, their entire relationship has been over walkie-talkies. They can see each other through binoculars, and but they can make out, like she says, like, the only thing I can make out is that you're white and you wear shorts. Yeah. 
Which, like, that doesn't narrow it down when you're no. that close to Colorado. <laughs> she could have just said that he was from Boulder, and she's like, he's white with shorts and a 75% chance of beard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is fine. So that's, that's about as much of a description as each other has. Yeah. So... Before he got knocked out, he did kind of flip through some of the conversations that were on the clipboard and he found a piece of a map that has an area in the park like circled as camp or kind of indicated like this is home mm. base or whatever. And he's like, I'm fucking going. Yep. And now I know what where else? I need to go. What else am I fucking doing? So he hikes out to this little camp area. And it's super fucking far. I remember yeah. that being like a full day of walking. So he was very <laughs> lucky to have encountered this radio and and the conversations. Yeah, so he gets up there and there's, it, obviously this is super fucking desolate, it's like a national park, but there's a chain link fence kind of going around the camp area that was circled on the map, so he goes, oh, someone's like, set up some shit here. Right, that's right, and this is pretty deep, it's a pretty like, big setup. Oh yeah, there's like, a couple tents and there's some rows of food, there's like, clearly kind of a farmer patch of like, probably fucking potatoes and shit. Right. So he goes into the tents. First of all, there's three cots there. Three cots. Which, like, how chilling. No one's there. You do not run into anyone. But the entire time I was on edge thinking this is when one character will finally fucking show up in this game. Right, was exactly. Like, right when I get murdered. And things are on. <laughs> things aren't turned off or anything. Yeah. The lights are on and nobody's home. Yeah, so it's super fucking creepy. So he's looking around and he sees two, like, big-ass files with his name on it and one with Delilah's name on it. Oof. And he's, like, cool. Let's flip through. And he finds their psych evaluations, their age, their address, fucking right. traumatic shit. Like it says that Delilah's cheated on a bunch of her partners and shit. Like 100% entirely. Yeah. They talk about how that she's still in a relationship, but she had been telling uh, Henry that she's not in a relationship. Like it's, it's, there's a lot of stuff on both of them in there. Yeah. And it's got obviously all their conversations from their walkie talkies. Like they were being tracked. The entire fucking time. And so they start freaking the fuck out. And like Delilah's freaking out especially. She just keeps screaming like, what do they have on me? Like, because she's been out there a long time. Yeah. She talks shit. Yeah. She talks mad shit. And I think one of the things that she says, like the person that was observing her or whatever says is that she flirts with all of the Firewatch people. Yeah. Henry's not special. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Is <laughs> that She is definitely flirting with every single one of them. But that she seems to prefer Henry. Do you think if Delilah was in any other time frame from like 2008 till now, she'd just be like the biggest catfish? Yeah, probably. Like she'd be one of those professional catfishes that talks to people and makes them send money for like random (laughs) shit. Like, oh, my phone's going to get turned off. Send me $200. (laughs) She'd be really good at that. Yeah. Like she would, like Neve would roll up on her side door and shit. I have faith in Delilah being like the worst. So Delilah is blowing Henry up going, tell me everything. What the fuck's going on? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you see? Read everything out loud to me. Take it with you. Like fucking where are the coordinates? I'm on my way. And Henry's like, I, he's fucking he's fucking floored this is wild he's like they really were watching me (laughs) i have all the fucking proof like my paranoia was 100 and he doesn't know if he can trust delilah because in the files it says she's a cheater and a liar right entirely and then they also on a psych evaluation had his uh, manipulative ability manipulatability that's a big word it's not set at 10 out of 10 yeah (laughs) and delilah was set at like a three out of 10 yeah so they're both just, like like I mentioned earlier, 
not great people. Right. <laughs> They're the kind of people who should be working alone <laughs> and desolate. And, you know, Henry also does feel something for Delilah because that's his only human contact he's had in months. So, like... Definitely. Can you trust your only friend? And he's been pouring his soul out to this girl. Like, they have been getting drunk. They've been telling each other their, like, life secrets as well. It's not yeah. just that this whole story about, you know, these two girls, the two missing teens. Like, they're also really getting to know each other. He's telling her intimate details about his marriage and everything about that and she's telling him kind of intimate details about her life as well uh some of them are contradictory but outside of that you know they're they're talking a lot more than just about this plot but this the meat of the story is this totally so she's having a meltdown he can't believe it he's totally reeling and then Delilah's dumbass <laughs> is like, we should just burn that whole motherfucker down. She really does. Her first instinctive thought is, let's light a fire. Our job is to prevent fire. Let's do one job. Her one job. Keep one job. And she's been here for nine years. No fucking problem. She's about to get her fucking steak dinner and her enamel pin saying 10 years of service. Bitch, no, you don't suggest fire as a way to get out. And she's like, burn it down. And she's, like, kind of going off about it. Oh, yeah. And Henry's like, that's bad. So they don't burn it down. They don't burn it down. <laughs> but Delilah's literally on the comms screaming, burn it down. Also, knowing that these people are tracking her. Right, like, entirely. You have, she has proof now. You, you found two evidences of proof. The ones when Henry got his ass knocked out, once when Henry rolled up. There's two different touch points of someone is listening to your conversation. Totally. Shut the fuck up about arson. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Also, good life advice. Just Shut general. up about arson. <laughs> Don't put it in a microphone. So Henry's like going through the camps trying to grab shit. He's freaked out. He thinks people are coming back. So he's like, let's get out of here. Delilah's out there like, let's commit crimes. And he finds a tracking device and he's like, throw it in my backpack. Fucking let's get out of here. Yeah. And he's like, I really got to go. So he dips. He like kind of sprints away just because he feels like people are coming back. And he's like, fuck, I can't get caught here. Mm-hmm. from my stalker that's bad right and while he's walking away this poor man smells smoke yep <laughs> and the whole camp is on fire and that whole area that they just said let's burn it down is now burning down and it's spreading and it's getting big yeah really quick <laughs> and goddamn dumb shit ass delilah <laughs> again their jobs are to prevent fire so burn it all down <laughs> To be very, very, very clear, Henry did not start this fire. He no. was long gone. He did not, you don't, he doesn't touch matches. He doesn't touch anything. It is he, a first person perspective game. Yeah. He stole as, like all the shit he could. I think he can take some medical supplies and like toothbrushes or some shit too and his tracking device. But he totally did not start this fire. He's just like totally trapped by someone who's trying to destroy him for some fucking reason. Yeah. So Henry's using this tracking device and he's like, I, someone left something and I have to find it using this thing. Mm-hmm. So he's cruising around and he finds a backpack and this backpack has a key to the locked cave of mysteries. Ooh, the cave of mysteries. So that yeah. was from day one when he stumbled upon it and that was locked that cave. Yeah, and okay. he saw a mysterious figure on the other side of the locked cave door. It's so silly that a cave would be locked, but like truly what happens. Yeah. So he's like, Let's check this shit out. I have no will to live. Yeah. I'm being watched at all times, so someone's got my back, I guess. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck it. <laughs> so he's cruising around, and it's a lot of splunking. Yeah. Splunking is where you like... Splunking is a good word, yeah. Yeah. When you're cave diving and... Caving. Hooked up to a wall. Yeah. Yeah, that shit. I don't do that shit either. No. So he's doing it. He's cruising around in his fucking REI shorts. He's good at it. He is good at it. He's very Colorado. <laughs> yeah. No, he knows if, how to repel. 
if anything, he, Henry is a good Colorado boy. He is a very he good He chugs boy. a lot of beer. He can fucking splunk. Splunk. <laughs> He's a great splunkist. He's cruising around and he sees something that sucks. Yeah, he comes upon, unfortunately, a little body. So this kid looks probably like, what, like nine I would say 12 at the oldest. Let's call it 10 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a little boy. He's and he, he's dressed like a little boy. He's got like a t-shirt with like a lightning bolt on mm-hmm. it and like shorts and a hat and shit. Yeah. It, the body looks older. Like there's definitely a body there. It's not down to skeleton at this point, but it's, you know. It's it, decaying. It's been there a minute. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you definitely see the body of a dead kid in this game. And we only were introduced to one kid. And when Henry calls it into Delilah, Delilah immediately knows that it was Brian Goodwin. That it was Brian Goodwin. Ugh, and so, she's so sad. Now she's got another problem is that because she allowed Brian Goodwin to be there and not report it and say that Ned Goodwin brought his kid out there. Now she is complicit in the fact that this kid, you know, died out here she didn't know that you know brian goodwin had gone missing or anything like that she hadn't heard anything about that at all but oh she's starting to freak out and again knowing people have been tracking her saying all this stuff into the microphone Oh, totally. Yeah. She's also admitting to other shit now. Yeah. She's just getting all the crimes pinned on her. Are these bad people? (laughs) They might be bad people. So now you're questioning fucking literally everything. Is Delilah a bad person? Are the people that are spying on us bad people? Why is there a dead kid? What's going on is basically everything that's happening in this person's head. And I'm going to remind you that the entire force is on fire because after they set fire to the camp of henry and delilah's stalkers that fire just fucking spread right. and now there's just like this gigantic fire raging on while he's cave diving and finding bodies so now we have multiple fires going in every different direction yeah so that being said henry and delilah not good at their jobs no they're being very bad at this and because they're so bad at their jobs they actually have to get evacuated from the park right which i guess is kind of like getting cut early in a serving shift i guess so is a it like bit. I think they made it to like day seventy six? That's a long time. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty deep into the <laughs> into the contract. Into the contract, but you know, if they set fire to the workplace, they have no workplace to go to, <laughs> which is sound advice just in general. Right. While Henry is out here, like fucking finding bodies and shit, Delilah is like, "Hey, I thought you were cruising around." And he was like, "I am. What's up, girl?" And she was like, "Someone's in your watchtower." Right. She sends him, a, she says to him something and she's like, hey, where are you right now? And he's like, I'm out and about. And she's like, yeah, I'm looking at you in your watchtower right now. He's like, well, that's definitely not me. She's like, you need to get back there now. You should confront the stranger in your home. Yeah, definitely. Is that, that doesn't sound like good life advice, but for the, it was the 80s. Shit right. was weird. <laughs> so he comes back and he finds a Walkman. Which is an ancient device used for recording tapes. Right. And then you can put headphones into it. It was like an iPod, kind of. What's my... Oh, before the, it was a phone. Before, I, before it was a phone, it was a pod. Okay. And then you put the headphones in it with wires. Sorry, guys. Tom had a Zune, so it, it's... I never had a Zune, you little brat. I didn't have an iPod either, but still, I didn't have either. So bitter. So he finds a... So Henry rolls up after someone has clearly gone through his shit, pulls off this walk band and plays it and it's a copy of him and delilah talking about setting fire to the camp would you die 
It's just so much evidence against you and you're fucking like losing your shit. Yeah. He finds a body. There's an evacuation order now. So he's like, so I did really poorly at this job. Yeah, he, he was not good at it. I was framed for arson. <laughs> I found a this body. This escalated like entirely. I'm complicit in at least two different killings of the girls and the little boy. Right. I'm bad at this. I should maybe look into retail. I should go back to my wife. Maybe I should go back to school. She's in Australia. It's a different country. Yeah. They probably don't know me there. Really looser, looser uh, immigration laws at the time. So Henry is like, we got to get out of here. He has to make it. He, it's crazy because he actually does have to traverse across the forest during a forest fire, mm-hmm. which is wild. And it makes the last section of the game super smoky and crazy. Like you do feel a little anxious to like yeah, get to the point. I don't usually give a fuck in games. I'll like, no, I'm going to check behind all these boulders for collectibles and be that asshole. Because yes, you're like, no, I got to get out of here. Yeah. I was like, no, we have to leave now. The chop ready <laughs> there's a fucking fire yeah i did feel the um intensity there which was crazy henry's trying to leave and he hears the tracking device from earlier going off and he's like you guys gotta be fucking kidding me right like, yeah i got lured to see a body like basically i found this from my stalker let's roll so he's cruising around listening to the fucking tracker going yeah i'm just gonna follow gonna this to my it, death yeah. i'm dead either way like i had a sense that he was very like accepting his own mortality yeah yeah he was very much i'm gonna die so <laughs> let's get some answers yeah let's at least give the people a show so he is cruising around he finds a tape a tape goes in a walkman yes and you can listen to it and this is the third voice actor that's in this game now. Right, finally, we get another voice actor. And this is from Ned, Brian's father. Mm-hmm. And Ned's saying, you know, Brian's death was an accident. He just didn't put the fucking rock holder into the right rock part or whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah, I don't do this. Yeah, he didn't anchor properly is what he said. Yeah, and he was like, he fell and there was nothing I can do. And how could I go home into town and let everyone know that I let my boy die, Right. basically. So Ned admits to his son's death, admits to not doing anything about it because there was nothing he could do, and kind of, like, lightly admits that he's been following Henry and Delilah. Yeah, so it's really, like, a sense of, like, boredom, honestly. He just kind of tunes into their radio frequency because it's just, again, it's just radio waves. So it's a channel that you find on there. He probably heard them talking, and he's probably a little loopy having been out in the forest for a couple of years at this uh, it, like a year it's been a year or so since this guy yeah, yeah exactly so it's like he's been living out in the forest because that's like that was his campsite and everything and then there was also at some point just there was a research group that was also out there and they didn't check in properly and tell the forest rangers they were supposed to be there so a lot of these conspiracies and paranoias were really just Ned was watching them because he was bored. Yeah. And he and, was treating them like his own personal soap opera. Yeah. And with Ned, like, when you go into his bunker, you find stuff that was stolen from both of the Overwatch, fuck, no, Firewatch camps. <laughs> okay. You find Tracer's fucking bombs. No. <laughs> um, but no, you find, like, some of fucking Henry's drawings and notes and things. You find some shit from the teenage girls that were kidnapped or lost right. or eaten. That one, we still don't have a lot of 
closure to until the very end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's been creeping on everyone. He's like the fucking Phantom of the Opera for two and a half million acres of land. <laughs> this whole area. Yeah. And he did follow Henry when he went and rolled up on the researchers because the researchers did set up their camp and they were fucking harvesting to check soil and shit. And Ned went in and snuck transcripts around and kind of left some shit for Henry to find. Yeah. Henry found it, fell for the trap entirely, and then Ned set fire to the research camp. So these poor scientists, <sighs> like, left for a day to look at fucking dandelions and yeah. come back to all their shit destroyed. And then it also sets off another, like, multi-acreage forest fire. Yeah, <laughs> and also they destroyed the forest. So Henry's like, I guess I have closure, even though this was terrible closure. Yeah, it's a letdown of closure, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I do. I like. I don't like this ending at all. And then after this, you know, you follow the path. You go. You actually get to see Delilah's watchtower really quick. You just see like her tequila bottles and her drawings and shit. Right. Again, with the branching narrative of this game, um, the ending is kind of the only thing that really changes is how Henry feels about everything. And so there is an option of what. Delilah's on the radio saying, hey, the helicopter's here. They want me to know, like, should I go? Should I stay? Wait for you, yada, yada. So you can say, like, no, fucking wait for me. Like, stay, wait for me. And then you get there and it's revealed, like, no, they took off anyway. So regardless of what you want her to do, Delilah's gonna leave. So if you tell her, like, take off, you're gonna feel okay with the fact that she's gone. But if you told her to stay, then you're gonna be kind of pissed off at the fact that she didn't. Yeah, because there's some inevitabilities in this game, and you just have to accept that and roll with it. Most definitely, yeah. So you never meet Delilah in person at any point. Right. And, you know, while you are kind of doing Ned's confession and coming back, you do tell Delilah what happened with Ned and Brian, and she's like, oh, it's absolutely fucking Ned's fault that Brian's dead. I fucking hate that guy now. Yeah. And she's like, and I know you can hear me, basically. (laughs) It's like, she knows she's being spied on, and she at least knows it's Ned, so. Ugh, it's rough. And she knows that all the evidence is being destroyed about it. True. Ned's not gonna come after her with it anyway. It's not like she was really complicit. It is 100% his fault, so she's not worried about him coming after her in that aspect totally she's just like fuck it it's all burning down just like i wanted and one thing we did forget to talk about was the two teenage girls were found they ended up just like dipping out for like a couple weeks and just you know going off grid for a while yeah you casually just get a by the way they're fine don't worry about it ned isn't that much of a creep yeah no they were totally fine the two teen girls were 100 percent fine they were found they came home and they just were just like yep sorry we just like went off and did our own thing for a little <laughs> we while. just fucked off for a minute they did so that wasn't ended up being you know anticlimactic as well and i think that's the thing is that I think a big part of this entire game is about the paranoia that they were feeling just out in the wilderness and out alone and how all they are left with is their own thoughts and what's going on. Like, the truth was a lot more mundane than what was, you know, what their minds were making it to be. Yeah, no, it's it's about isolation and how that can fucking ruin you. Yeah. Which I totally get. I think it's a good quarantine game. <laughs> yeah, right? It is. And also this season, we've been doing a lot of... Uh, Dead kid games. Oh, yeah. You know, we had Heavy Rain with the dead kids and stuff. We have a few uh, contingent on dead kids. Yeah, most definitely. And then... uh, We're in a mood. (laughs) That's okay. Um, So anyway, so this game was super widely well-received. People are fucking just dicks out for Harambe for it nonstop. Um, And this most recent August 2020, it was announced at Campo Santo, or 
whatever that property is since they're the ones that put out the game are working with a production company to adapt the game into a feature film okay easily adaptable super adaptable the part of the thing that makes it three and a half four hours long is just the amount of like running around that you're doing (laughs) walking Um, walking if you cut it down to just the story and action of the of the game yeah it's very easily a two-hour movie and speaking of kind of death and other gory things um this game does exist in the last of us universe it does. How does it do that? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> so <laughs> I think we actually addressed this back in the episode. Oh, did we? we did about this. But you know what? Well, Let's go for it. Same anyway. thing, vice versa. Uh, we go to a supply cash box in Firewatch, and you can pull out a sweater from the University of Eastern Colorado, which does not exist in the real world, but does exist in the Last of Us world. Okay. That is the Colorado stop where they go to see the fireflies, and there's a fight where Joel inevitably like lands on a pipe that goes through him. Okay, which that kicks, part. Yeah, it's right before it you kicks... Kicks off winter. Yeah, it kicks off winter, and when you start playing as Ellie and fucking Nolan North's creepiest fucking David guy. Oh, it's terrifying. Oh, that's right. I love that it. Whole sequence. Oh, I love The Last of Us. I've fallen down the rabbit hole and played it several times since quarantine right. has started and I love it dearly now and I want to protect all of them. <laughs> Campo Santo is also super protective of its property, which is interesting that they are like, we can branch out into a movie and we can do kind of cross references with other shit. Um PewDiePie, which you know is like Okay. He's a controversial YouTuber for doing some anti-Semitic things here and there. For sure. Yeah. Um. He uploaded a playthrough of Firewatch and talked about how much he loved it. And Campo Santo said, oh, we do not fuck with you, sir. Oh, really? Requested that he take it down. And he did. And he was just like, I respect what they want. It's their art. If they don't want my commentary, that's fine. Wow. I know how I feel about it. I loved it. In so many words. That's pretty great. Yeah. But like, they were like, mm. we don't love you, sir. <laughs> Can you not? <laughs> That's really fascinating. (laughs) I'm your best friend, but you're not my best friend. (laughs) So let's put that down. But I was really impressed that everyone actually handled that very maturely and said, let's not do this. And PewDiePie was like, that's fine. I get it. I lost all my other sponsorships. You're not even, there's no money exchanged. I paid for this game out of pocket, but I get it. That's, that's some power though. Yeah, no, that's a big dick swing. Yeah. I mean, this might've been after Valve kind of stepped in and had a little more sway with some I'm things. sure it did help, but still like the fact that they had that kind of integrity to do that. Is oh, really totally. Cool. And like pay attention to their craft enough to be like, mm, no, not for you. How about that? We don't need those eyes. I don't need you. Yeah. PewDiePie. We'll get our eyes from somewhere else. Yeah, totally. The game speaks, the awards speak for themselves. Yeah. Which is funny. Every story of the year award. Totally. It's still fucking showing up on just best story things. And I'm like, it doesn't feel like a lot happens. Now that I'm saying it out loud, it does feel like a lot happens. I think I was just bored. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because again, it is a lot of running around. It is. Um, And that's why I say I think it would work well as a radio play, as somebody has said, or, or like a dynamic podcast i guess you would call it at this Ooh, point but yeah, yeah I, I think it would it would work that way a lot totally i feel you so you love this game i'm like i did it <laughs> it's okay it's, and that's fine honestly it doesn't have to be for everybody yeah um, you know perfection is difficult for people totally what <laughs> it's fine all right my goomba friends all We're right, Goombas. set you free into the um, woods, which I do not understand. Watch out for those fires, I guess. Yes, watch them. But don't start them. And don't attempt arson. As I mentioned before, and I will leave you on this, arson is 
bad. Yes. We want all recordings of us when it comes to arson to be saying that it is bad. Yes. <laughs> if you associate me with we arson. do not agree. Arson is bad. Any arson whatsoever. Not even a little bit. So watch those fires, Goombas. <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. Bye.